Christian website has published a column in which a preacher and author describes 2020 Democratic presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg as bringing the death rattle of a nation with his homosexuality. Writing for Charisma News, which is a website associated with the popular Christian magazine Charisma, Bert Farias decried how people are celebrating that a presidential candidate is publicly introducing and even kisses without shame his husband in the name of progressivism. The constant compromising of preachers to avoid controversy is creating much damage, not only to the world, which is looking for a clear sound from preachers, but also to believers who have little discernment or are growing tired of ambiguity for Ryan's role. For example, one very influential and popular minister who has millions of followers was asked if homosexuality was wrong. And his general response was that his views were evolving. <laughs> Devolving. Evolving? That's like saying the Bible is evolving. How pathetic of an answer. In fact, when those who practice such things are deserving of death, also approve of others who practice them, according to Romans chapter 1, verse 32, it is one of God's final signs of his wrath on his society. This is a description of gay activism and constantly pushing for its normalcy and marginalizing those who disapprove. This is present-day America, how far we've fallen. So what does Romans say? 1.32? Yes. Romans 1.32 reads, Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So Farias went on to claim that the shock factor of seeing two men kiss has been so reduced so much that the rest of us are numb and desensitized to this most shameful and abominable behavior. Farias also suggested it was hypocritical to attack President Trump over accusations of adultery and sexual assault if you do not question Buttigieg's abominable lifestyle, which is right, and Trump has apologized for his past behavior, including boasting how he, well, whatever, grabs women, where Buttigieg is pushing his homosexuality and not apologizing for it. Buttigieg and others of his kind will do everything in his power to normalize homosexual relationships. Even more in the eyes of America, Farias added, they are products of what the Bible calls a debased mind or a mind void of judgment that God himself has given them over to. Burgess will also do his best to marginalize those who are convinced that these relationships are contrary to the will of God. Burgess and his husband have been the subject of a number of homophobic slurs during the former South Bend mayor's uh, surprising rise to one of the front runners of the 2020 Democratic candidacy. How? I, I can't, I don't see how. I mean, really, I'm just not really hearing about him as a serious candidate. So how can, when they say he's rising to the front, I, I don't get that. I think that's, I don't know. Uh, 
I think that's an exaggeration, but a person's lifestyle, and I would feel the same if a person was promiscuous. I would feel the same if a person was single, but they slept with anything or everything. Or what a person's lifestyle is and moral character has to be taken into consideration. And and yes, we are going backwards trying to desensitize us to think that when you see uh, a sodomy right right in front of you, that somehow it's normal. They they they. It's almost like you remember when TV series were they were evolving, you know that word. And then you would have you had your token black person, your token black woman, your token black man. But then you have maybe a whole cast of of white people. Then you had one black person. Sometimes that black person looked white, but you know, in the sense that, or acted white, you know, but they had to, they had, you had to have your minority representative. Well, now, the one has taken its place, then you went to Asian, and then you went to Hispanic, you know, Latino. Now it's in every, almost every series, you have your token gay person, your token, uh, uh, your token, yeah, your token transgender, your token whatever it, you know, they, you know, you're talking whatever the latest trend is, now you have that happening. And it's, it's just sickening, you know, uh, once in a while you find a program that doesn't try to push that agenda. Now, those programs, I make a point to watch, but the ones that, it could be about a murder mystery, and all of a sudden it takes like a little side, you know, like, it's just like you just go off to the side, and then you're talking about same-sex issues. So what the heck? to do with the murder mystery, you know, it's just like, you know, they do this stupid stuff, and it's getting, it's getting tiresome. Yeah, they're putting it all in the cartoons, too. Okay. Well, in an open letter on the group's website, Queers Against Pete, which is interesting, they <laughs> say, they say that they can't support his campaign to become president because of gaps in his policies that will affect the LBGTQ community. Mm. We cannot in good conscience, conscience allow Mayor Pete to become the nominee without demanding that he address the needs and concerns of the broader LGBTQIA communities. So I guess it's um, on both sides of the fence. You know, you would think that everybody who's gay would uh, support him, but that's not true. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, somebody who's basically not even in touch with reality, but that is themselves, how are they going to handle, you know, problems and issues concerning, you know, something that can affect my life when they can't even get their own together, get their own stuff together? No way.
speech protected by the First Amendment. The state noted he, the state he noted had permitted plates stating "I'm for God" and "Love God," but denied the request by plaintiff Ben Hart for an "I'm God" plate. Therefore, he argued the state's position was not viewpoint neutral. The Commonwealth does not allow drivers to say anything they want with a license plate message. The judge ruled. Mm -hmm. Oh, it says the Commonwealth does not allow drivers to say anything they want with a license plate message. The judge ruled. That's fine. But the First Amendment also imposes limits on the Commonwealth. And in this case, the Commonwealth went too far. Hart is, is a self-described atheist and free thinker and was represented by the Freedom from Religion Foundation and the American Civil Liberties Union. And um, the judge ordered the state to pay Hart and his attorneys a total of $151,206.74. Hart has received his I'm God plate from the state. <laughs> so the judge is a nominee of President George W. Bush. And he's the same judge who in 2016 sided with Answers in Genesis in its legal battle to win tax incentives for the Ark Encounter. Oh, okay, so I can understand, you know, the the, the, the premise where a person feels like if you if you locate other license plates which have similar messages but for the positive, you know, and so they're protecting the First Amendment. But they have a right. They have a right to reject certain uh, statements on plates because it could be inflammatory. Just like you can have uh, bigoted remarks trying to be placed, it, it, it will cause a, a problem. But but I'm thinking he's saying, which, I, which to me he had a stronger argument because he supported other plates with messages about God, then you can't do right. You, right, you can't deny. You can't deny his. And I'm glad they have some right to restrict some messages because I could just imagine the things that people would come up with if that wasn't in place. All right, moving on. A longtime communist leader told reporters that he's considering a constitutional amendment that would ensure that all parents of children will be dad and mom. Say that again. Oh, yes. Mom. Yes. Yes. So Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, Putin said to a pool of reporters recently that he will not allow same-sex adoption or support marriage equality as long as he's president. Which might end in 2024, so. <laughs> so the comments were made at a press conference regarding a state-approved commission that will consider potential changes to the Russian Constitution. Putin is supposedly trying to shape Russia's laws and constitutionality in a way that would allow him to maintain power after his current term ends. A reporter asked if a proposal that would add a line to the Constitution dividing, defining marriage as a union between a man and a woman would be considered, and Putin replied, we need only to think in what phrases and where to do this. Well, a question about same-sex marriage, Putin's response focused on rulings on the potential of LGBTQ families being legal parents. As far as a parent as parent number one and 
I've already spoken publicly about this and I'll repeat it again. As long as I'm president, this will not happen. There will be dad and mom. So currently Putin is not allowed to serve more than three consecutive terms as president, meaning that he must leave the office in 2024. He previously served as prime minister and then president from 2000 to 2008, then one stint as prime minister again before returning to the presidency in 2012. And someone sent me this article from CBNnews.com. A New Jersey pro-family group works with lawmakers to introduce a new bill giving parents power over school teaching materials. Christian and Muslim parents presented a united front when they stood together before the Jersey City Board of Education to challenge the state-mandated LGBT curriculum being taught in all New Jersey schools. Okay. The Jersey Journal reports more than 60 Coptic Christian and Muslim parents believe the new curriculum violates their First Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. Last year, Democratic Governor Phil Murphy signed a law requiring all New Jersey schools to teach the history of LGBT people to middle school and high school students starting this fall. Reverend Tom Nashett of the St. George and St. Shinoda Church told the Jersey Journal, the curriculum's critics think it's propaganda to persuade children to accept LGBT behavior. We respect, love, and tolerate everyone the same, as we are all the creation of God, who is also a parent. That Reverend, the schools have a duty to educate the children, not to sexualize them and force our kids to have sexual education by labeling everything to a sexual orientation, therefore stripping away their innocence. Right, I, I really do believe that they crossed the line because it had nothing to do, they, they tried to compare it to like a, a racial uh, type of uh, situation, you know, but it's not. It, this, this sexual preference, this, uh, sexual behavior, whether they try to say you're born with it, but it's by choice. And I would feel, I would also feel irritated, but not as irritated, but if they went and they had a gender where, where children were such a young age and they're trying to uh, talk to them about uh, marriage and being monogamous and, uh, uh, and then begin to talk about the, the sexual positions for, for heterosexual you know, couples, it would be out of order, out of place. And I'm thinking because they based everything upon sexual preference, it has it had no place in the school curriculum. It's, it's like it's just it's out of step with education. But they could pass them, but I feel like people are not obligated in this instance to obey them. This is one instance where I feel like the law is not it's not representative of the community. So the reverend said, let's be clear, it's the parents' right and only the parents' right to teach their own children such matters. Right. Because um, they're talking about, about sex. You know, they're talking about, you know, when people in, engage in, they say they just want to talk about the history, but in order, in order to get to the cross, I'm pretty sure they have to cross over into, well, what makes a person 
uh, a transgender? What makes them gay? Then you go into sexual practices. That's just a starting point. That's just like right. That's like one thing lead to another. Yes. Sean Highland is the director of advocacy for the New Jersey Family Policy Alliance, and he says this cur curriculum wants our children to rethink their biblical beliefs and retrain them to speak differently about human sexuality. Yes. Well, I thought it's I don't even know the program that I was watching. They were talking about there's more than two sexes, you know. I said, where? Where? What do you mean there's more than two sexes? There's, if you find something that's other than male or female, I'd like to see it. You know, I, I, I would really be interested. And, you know, because how can you have, you know, in the Bible, when you talk about the number two, it, that's a significant number. And when so when the Lord made male and female, he didn't make a third category. You know, and so when they keep telling me, I keep hearing this, there's more than, than just the two sexes. Well, I would like to meet the third, fourth, and fifth one. I just, I just would like to Describe it to me. In the material that instructs middle school students in a grammar class, now this isn't just sex education, it's a grammar class to use transgender pronouns instead of correct binary English pronouns. So, in a sense, encouraging impressionable students to disregard elementary and common sense to embrace the sexual revolution in their teen years. Right. I mean, it's actually uh, confusing. So you say, well, I know he looks like uh, a man, she looks like a woman, but they don't feel that way, and they don't claim to be male or female, so refer to them as it. So, you know, there's a book out uh, by Saul Alinsky, and it, the book is called Rules for Radicals, and it says, if you control the language, you control the masses. True. I, in, in a sense, it's true because one of the first things that the Lord did in order to uh, diffuse solidarity, he changed their languages. And he gave them each a, a different language so they could not communicate with one another. So, you know, parents have to communicate their concerns at the local level, at the state level. They have to contact their local school board to express and object. You know, right. Or, and just, Right, and tell, tell the child, you don't have to sit and through that crap. Go ahead and call their legislators yeah. um, to support the protecting parental involvement in curriculum acts. Right, because, because children are so impressionable, and I've never seen so many teenagers or preteens who claim to be gay and claim to be other. And they're already confused at that age. The hormones are going all crazy in all the areas direction. They're already at a delicate state. And then you throw this at them. And I can see where they just, you know, they don't know what to do. So they just that's they claim they, all kind of insanity. That's what they're cashing in on. They're trying to cash in on that impressionable mind where you can shape it and get them to think like how they think. Right. I don't know. It seems like, you know, it almost seems like when somebody gets a hair, uh, a different haircut, or wears a different piece of clothing, and everybody wants to do it. You know, I don't think the children understand completely what they're being involved in. Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, you always have your trend. You know, I, I remember like in the fifties, they had a little poodle on the skirt. You know, that's, that's for people who could afford that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they just sew it on. Oh, oh yeah, you know, uh, we we had that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. 
For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, before the plants of the field was in the earth, and before the herb of the field grew, it did not rain. So how do you think the ground was watered? And the answer is, a mist came up out of the ground. And that answer can be found in Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, which reads, And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. This week's food for thought is, how did God form every beast of the field and fowl of the air? Hence, the Bible. And that's food for thought.